Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and today we're joined by our newest food and culture reporter at the Dallas Morning News, Imelda Garcia. We'll talk to her about her favorite foods growing up in Mexico City and what food stories she's excited about covering in North Texas now. Then we'll chat with local food historian Dia Barry Mitchell about the return of her Soul of DFW Food and Black History bus tour. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food after this for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Later on, we'll be talking to food historian Dia Barry Mitchell. But right now, I'm joined by food writers Sarah Blaskovich and Claire Baller and the newest member of our team, Imelda Garcia. Hi, Imelda. Welcome. Thank you, Arine. And thank you, Claire. And thank you, Sarah, for welcoming. So good. Imelda, tell us a little bit about yourself. I was born in Los Angeles, in California. Uh, at the age of five, my family decided to return to Mexico City, and I grew up there. At the age of uh, 25, I went to live in Mexicali and then in Tijuana. These two cities uh, are on the Mexico-California border, so I stayed there for five years. Once again, I returned to Mexico City where I developed most of my professional career as a journalist. I work in a national newspaper covering politics, Congress, human rights, and I went to areas where there was this presence of uh, drug trafficking and organized crime. In 2019, I moved to Texas, and I started working here at Aldea Dallas. That is the Spanish-language publication of the Dallas Morning News. And, well, now I'm very excited uh, to be part of this very, very talented team. Thank you so much, Imelda. That's quite a career that you have had. What were some of your favorite stories to cover there? Well, I covered some actual hard stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can say that it's dangerous to be a journalist in Mexico. I mean, it's a... It's a country where you can have like a lot of good stories and a lot of bad stories. And it's very interesting, very adventurous. And for a journalist, it's, it's like a gold mine. So what are you excited about covering now? Well, this is going to be a new adventure for me. As our editor, Christopher Wynn says, food is more than food. In food, there's stories of labor, there's stories of health. There are stories of immigration. So I would like to cover that. And also I would like to cover all of our Hispanic food, our Hispanic businesses that enrich our communities here in North Texas. Now that you live in Dallas, what are some of your favorite restaurants to go to? Let me tell you, the first one is Salum. I don't know if you know yeah. that restaurant. It's great. Yeah. It's in Oakland and they have this contemporary American cuisine concept. But the best thing for me is that the chef... Mexican-born Abraham Salum greets you and welcomes you to the restaurant. And that is great because you, you feel like special from the first time that you enter that door. And the, the food, well, the food is absolutely spectacular there. And then the second one is Alibaba. 
I don't know if you know. Oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's this Mediterranean and Lebanese restaurant that has a delicious buffet for lunch. And when I crave for Mexican style tacos, I go to this little restaurant very near of Bickering Meadow that is called Tortas Revolución. They have all these quesadillas and gorditas and tacos, Mexico City style tacos. And while you are eating, you are uh, listening to cumbias and everything. So you are in the mood right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I like that. And so what are some of your favorite dishes from your childhood? We always try to eat together as a family. My mother always cooked her dishes and that's my favorite food. And even now when I go and visit my mother, they have this mole that she makes and these chili rellenos that are peppers with uh, queso and everything. I dare to say for most Mexicans, food is not only food, it's more a connection with our family, our roots. So wherever I go and I find these Mexican places, I try to connect with my home. Can I ask you more about your mom's mole? What color is it? What do you eat it with or on? And do you know some of the ingredients? I don't know how to do it. (laughs) I'm still not learning it, but uh, this is a grandmother's recipe. It's a very spicy mole. Uh-huh. It's green and it has a man, many ingredients. For example, it has like bread, but when it's like um, stale. Yeah. And she uses almonds, a lot of pepper, a lot of green tomatoes, uh, cilantro. Delicious. I'm going to bring you some. <laughs> oh, your parents are in, in Denton now. Is that correct? Yeah. The, yeah. My whole family is there. So oh, there, she's here. Yeah. yeah. She's here. Well, let's call Amelda's mom. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. God, that sounds so good. I, there's something really special about a family recipe and even more special if that family recipe is hard to replicate. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she does not have it written down. It's probably in her head and was taught to her by her mom. We know a lot of food people who, as their elders age, they try to get those recipes out of their brains. And so that sounds like a really special one. Yeah, I try to do that, but my mom, it's like very shy. So she's like, hey, you come here and I can teach you to do it. And so what do you think about text? Oh my God, Tex Mex. Uh, I don't like it very much, but I'm trying like to acquire a taste. Uh, yeah. Same. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying like to learn how to dif- differentiate these two cuisines. For example, now if it has cumin, it's Tex Mex. If it's spicy, it's Mexican. Mm-hmm. If it's with uh, jello cheese, it's Tex Mex. So cumin is a Tex-Mex thing. Absolutely. And so speaking about um, regional Mexican cuisines, there's so much diversity from various regions in Mexico. What would you love to see here in North Texas? I haven't seen any much Baja uh, cuisine. I lived in Baja for five years and I can tell you that their lobster, their tacos are so different than the rest of Mexico. But mostly I have seen uh, food from everywhere. I mean, they have this birria that is from Jalisco, Guadalajara. It's very Mexican, that dish. The tacos, Mexico City style tacos, the tortas that are also from the center of Mexico. I think it's going to be like uh, very interesting these coming years because as many people are coming they are bringing their food. So we're going to see like a lot more of these Mexican dishes here in, in North Texas. Thank you so much, Imelda. If you have any questions or tips for Imelda, you can reach her at imelda.garcia at dallasnews.com or follow her on Twitter at Garcia. That's I-M-E Garcia. Thank you so much. Stick around. We're going to talk to Dia about the soul of DFW bus tours. And then we're going to talk about restaurant closings. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, 
makers and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back. We're excited to have Dia Barry Mitchell back on the show. She's a local food historian and food writer who has written columns for the Dallas Morning News and many other publications. She's also currently a teaching fellow and PhD student at the University of North Texas, specializing in American historical foodways. There's always a lot to talk about with Dia, but she's on today to chat about the soul of DFW food and black history bus tours that she started up again this year. Hi, Dia. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Sure. So tell us a little bit about the bus tours for those who are not familiar. So I started the bus tour originally way back in 2018. And essentially, I was on vacation. And whenever I'm on vacation, I always decide whether or not I want to do a tour or I want to do like a cooking class or something like that to kind of immerse myself into the culture of whatever place I'm visiting. So that particular time back in 2017, I couldn't decide if I wanted a food tour or history tour. And then around that same time, I was like, Eureka, maybe there are more people like me that don't want to decide and I could start something up. So that's what I did. It's been a very cool ride. Uh, Soul of DFW, uh, for those that don't know, we have combination food and history, as I mentioned before. And then this year, I'm leaning more into my historical background. So I'm trying to share more about the food history. And so what are some of the places that you've taken people on the tour? Most recently, we went to a place called Daddy Max. And then we've also been to Turkey Leg Hut. Um, We've been to Kevin Carson's Upscale Soul Food before. Turkey Leg Paradise, excuse me. Turkey Leg Hut is on my brain because it's the one that's always is that in the, the one in Houston? in Houston. Okay, I was going to say like, I, I always like, get confused about that too. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that, Corey. So yeah, Turkey Leg Paradise, excellent. Um, also Hall's Honey Fried Chicken. And as far as historical sites, uh, we've been recently again to Bear Creek, which is a freedman's town located in the Irving area. And so we got a tour of uh, some of the structures that are left standing and have been preserved Uh, We obviously visit Deep Ellum because it has such a rich history, um, as well as the uptown neighborhoods as well. In addition to Deep Ellum and Uptown, where else do you usually go? There's Evans Plaza, which is really rich and has a lot of culture. And then also the Intermodal train station in Fort Worth, which is really spectacular. The train stations there, they have, if not murals, they also have like these walls that tell the story of Black Fort Worth. I remember when you guys first launched this, it was so exciting because there's nothing like this in the area. Yeah. Um, Well, there wasn't at the time. Right. Yes, there wasn't at the time. But we have a lot of fun on the bus tours. They are not party buses per se, but I do make sure that, you know, I feel like I learned by experiencing, I learned by doing, I learned by a lot of different emotions. And so if I'm going to learn in this environment, I want it to be fun. I want it to be inviting and warm and all of those things. And I think people feel that. I think they get that when they're on the bus tour. How many people can you fit on the bus tours? So we can fit probably around 52. I usually, however, I like to keep it around 45. For me, that feels like the sweet spot. How many stops um, do you take Normally, on Normally, we have two to three restaurant stops and two historical stops. Now, sometimes the restaurants could be pop-ups. So for example, we've had ZZ's Ice Cream Puffs was one of our vendors on one of our tours. Uh, actually, the last tour that I did, 
it. And so since she doesn't have a brick and mortar, she was waiting at the location when we got back. And that was really cool because we just got off the bus and then I treated them to some delicious ZZs. So that was cool. So what are the ZZs treats again? So they are, oh, (laughs) they are donut without the hole. And then you have your choice of ice cream flavor, uh, your choice of cereals, and you mix it all together. And then she seals it, a little warm pocket of delight with the icy cold treat in the middle. Oh, that sounds delicious. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's really good. What is the main takeaway that you want people to leave this tour with? Uh, that's a great question. So one of the things I always say to folks at the end of the tour is, I hope you got fed mentally, spiritually, and physically. And I think that kind of embodies what I hope they're taking away from it. So I hope they're not just coming to eat good food. Um, If they do, great. But I hope they're walking away, learning about culture and maybe something that they didn't know before about history. How far back do you go in the history? The furthest I go is usually around pre-emancipation in Texas. So that's normally around 18, early 1860s or so. Black people at that time, we were still enslaved. And then also 1960s or so, some civil rights activism as well. So a lot of different time periods. It's like my magic school bus. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and I'm Mrs. Frazzle or whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> and so what is one of the oldest black owned restaurants that you've um, taken people to? Smoky John's was probably one of the oldest ones. Um, it's been around for not quite 50 years. What are kind of your goals for this tour? I call these bus tours cultural experiences. I use that word a lot and that's very intentional on my part. The reason why I do that is because the way that I tell the story of black history now is by using history and also by using food ways to tell that story. But in the future, I could take on sharing more about music and art. But for right now, I choose to use uh, food and history as my vehicles, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) as the way to kind of tell that story so and are most of your patrons are they local I'm so so honored that I get a lot of people from out of town who are visiting and some people come just for my bus tours which I'm like wow really (laughs) yeah so that's always fun one thing that I forgot to mention is that we're going to be doing road trips in the future So we're doing an emancipation tour that I'm super excited about. We'll be visiting Galveston uh, for a weekend road trip and learning all about Texas emancipation and black Freedman's towns kind of in the little nooks and crannies around Galveston area. Of course, last year was my first ever Caribbean themed tour, which was so much fun. We had rum tastings. We had Caribbean foods from all over. So there was a Puerto Rican place that we visited, a uh, Jamaican restaurant, And then there was a Dominican restaurant. We've done history with that as well because, you know, the black diaspora is so huge. Um, And so I wanted to really kind of embrace those other cultures as well. So how often do these tours happen and when is the next one coming up? They are typically twice a month. Our next one coming up is March 25th. However, we've already sold out. Um, And so I'm adding another one that will be probably the end of April, but I'll have dates posted for sure. Um, The reason why I don't have other dates posted yet is that I'm going to start filming a show soon that's loosely based on the bus tour. And it's called Soul of a City. And so I'll be visiting different places and talking about black history and foodways of those particular cities, um, starting it here in Dallas, Fort Worth. So I don't have any more set at the moment, but we'll have them coming up 
if folks want to follow us. And so how do people follow you? They can go to our website, soulofdfw.com, or they can follow us on uh, socials at soulofdfw.com, um, or myself, Dia Barry Mitchell. And I'm always proud to share any information that I can about the bus tours. Thanks so much, Dia. And please go to dallasnews.com slash food to read more. Coming up next, did your favorite restaurant close recently? We're going to talk about some of them. That's right after this. Hey, listeners, this is Christopher Wynn. I'm the arts and entertainment editor for the Dallas Morning News. And that, thankfully, includes the food team that you're listening to right now. What I love about this beat is that food stories are people stories. Restaurants say a lot about who we are, our culture, and the health and well-being of our communities. If you want to help continue supporting this good work, it's easy. Just subscribe to the Dallas Morning News and become a member. You'll find a special offer just for listeners at dallasnews.com slash listen. So we've spoken often about the big changes in the local restaurant landscape. Almost weekly, there's been a big closure. So what's going on, you guys? Are more restaurants closing than normal? And who is closing this week? Well, I'd like to first say that I don't think there are more closures than usual. Right. I think that we're just in the cycle. Yeah. The ones I'm looking at this week are the closure of Lekka in Far North Dallas slash Plano and Urban Taco, which was in Mockingbird Station and is moving virtual. So we'll see a little bit more of that probably. We, in fact, had a brewery that moved virtual and started selling all of its stuff online. I'm not sure if that model works yet, and time will tell. We've seen ghost kitchens thrive, and we've seen some ghost kitchens fail. But, Claire, you've got other restaurant closures, too. Hey, we ended up with a list of 12, one of which is Blue Goose Cantina, which Sarah wrote about. Uh, and this is the original location of Blue Goose Cantina on Greenville Avenue. They have other locations. Those are not closing, but this one that has been there for 39 years is. And I think, Sarah, you went recently. Yeah, I went over the weekend. My mom loves the original Blue Goose, and she requested that the whole family meet there on Sunday after church. Her main objective was to get one more Blue Goose margarita. She loves their frozen margarita. Uh, But we all got some of our favorite things, and I ran into like half of the elementary school who were also there with their children. We know this is going to be a new restaurant someday because the man who owns the building told me that. And the parents in the room thought, I really hope whatever is going to replace this wonderful place is a place where I can bring my two-year-old and six-year-old and enjoy a not expensive meal. The neighborhood is so full of kids. That's my hope since it's my neighborhood. The neighborhood is also full of restaurants that aren't necessarily very kid friendly. So I'm sure there's a lot of people really hoping that there can be at least a one-for-one swap. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it, Claire, because the same man who bought this building owns Sister across the street, which used to be the grape. And I really like sister and we go pretty regularly, but I don't take my kids there. So if we get a sister-like thing across the street, it doesn't help the moms and dads in the neighborhood. Yeah, I would say that stretch of Greenville Avenue is getting a little bit less casual. Yeah, a little fancy. And this location is closing March 19th. And they have that tortilla machine right in the middle of the room because it's it's used in real time. When you walk by, it's like hot. Like I had to tell my kids not to get <laughs> yes. too close. What are they going to do with a tortilla machine? And my husband wants to know, could we purchase it and have it in our home? Uh, <laughs> we didn't actually ask, but he thinks big. <laughs> he's like, we could we could have tortillas all the time <laughs> if we bought that. But no plans uh, for my household to have that tortilla machine. But everyone's going to show up at your house. Then. I know we would really like that, actually. <laughs> and so why did Blue Goose close? The owners say there's a lease dispute. Uh the current owner of the building wouldn't talk about it. That seems to be a common theme, though, about why restaurants close around this time of year is leases are being renewed and not being agreed upon. There's another restaurant that closed this year, Fish and Fizz and Richardson. 
the owner said that was because a, quote, satisfactory lease could not be negotiated. The original Mexican Eats in Fort Worth, which has been there more than 90 years, that's also a lease dispute. The other reason that has been pretty common so far this year for closures is a drop in traffic. Um, those are restaurants like Tiki Loco and Deep Ellum, RM1220 Bistro and Lake Highlands. The owner of that restaurant also said that was the reason for closing her business. Yeah. And the Tiki Loco, were they kind of saying that Deep Ellum wasn't getting a lot of foot, foot traffic? traffic? Yeah. There's been some changes over there with how traffic is handled and street closures and things like that, that I think has caused issues for some businesses. We might say this too much, but it matters where you eat and it matters where you spend your money. So if you love a place, go there. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrinkatdallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.